Good morning and welcome to episode 73 of the Just Life podcast. This is David Schmeichel, one of your co-hosts. And today we have a guest. We talk about the experience of being new to Canada and finding your place in a new area. The, uh, the journey and the, the struggle and, and uh, the challenge of fitting in. Uh, we get to explore this rich experience of um, father and son, the relationship between us and um, what we can take away in that learning and, and what we can pass on uh, to the next generation. The impact of losing someone you love and what it takes when opportunity and preparation come together. Enjoy the episode. So we are here again on a lovely, cloudy, rainy Saturday morning, which is perfect, really, to be locked up in the basement uh, recording a podcast. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. (laughs) (laughs) And we, we have a guest this morning, Craig... Turvet? Turvet, yeah. Nice. Well done. Nice. And I actually can't read my writing, so thank God I fucking made that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got Craig Turvet on as a guest. Welcome, Craig. Thanks for thank coming. Thank you. This is the second time we, we attempted to, to get you on, and uh, shit happens, and I'm glad that you made it, and uh, I'm excited about our conversation. I, I, I want to set this up uh, first off. Um, you're one of the few that after uh, giving the exercise to like give us a little bit about you, mm. wrote a novel. <laughs> well, not only that, I would assert based on what we shared about, you're, only, you're also one of the few that actually went to- Filled bit, it out. Every, well, every, everybody gives you back the very like robotic- the stuff they want like, to hear. Boxy yeah, per, yeah. Like, response, like very surface level. Yeah. And you actually- got real inside of your uh, yeah well i mean i think cool. that partly stems from listening to you guys so i know you know the expectations it's have been not, set yeah exactly yeah, yeah, that's awesome. the funny thing is i was thinking about it on the way here and um that the counterpoint to that is i just said a bunch of stuff that was in response exactly what i was thinking into the question like what are things that you struggle with all that kind of stuff right and then i was coming here today i was like I don't know that necessarily is the stuff that defines me per se. It's just what popped into my head at that moment. 100%. You know how it's funny how you can kind of express that kind of thing at a moment and then later on be like, well, that's not exactly like my story per se, right. even though it's a part of it. Right. So it was just funny thinking about how I was like, maybe this isn't, I don't know. We, yeah. we can roll with it. Maybe uh, I didn't get it right. <laughs> you no, know, I yeah, exactly. Is no, this representative I, of me? I get you know? what you're saying, man. It's the same thing when like I'll share something on social. And then you got to deal with the aftermath of people's interpretation of what it is that you shared. Without context. Yeah, without context. They just go, oh, like they take. Oh, I know who you are. Yeah, into the moment. I got you. I'm sharing from this moment right now. And right now, I feel like a complete piece of shit. (laughs) If that's the post, then people are like, oh my God, like Vern's like, he's going to commit suicide. He he probably needs some help. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, right? Like, so I get get what you're saying. You're thinking about something in the moment, it's present for you, and then it becomes like absolute all of a sudden. Well, and here's the other thing. We uh, typically are are not given the the time, either from others or for ourselves, to be able to uh, contemplate, go introspective, and, and answer some of these questions in a meaningful way. We do it to get it done, and and move on to the next thing, yeah. right? And so there are some where Michael, for example, his 
was in terms of successes was filling out the form. He wrote this was filling out the form to this point. Yeah, that, was, that was his answer. It was like question two was like, he's like not closing my browser while reading this question. I'm like, wow. And I know he's, he's tongue in cheek. He, yeah. He's yeah. a, he's a guy who, who likes to kind of poke buttons and stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, that is kind of how it goes. We are, uh, we are just gonna, well, it is, it's really easy at any moment to be like either to give the bare minimum or to just give a glib answer. That's funny, but you don't actually have to do that. Well, there's no responsibility yeah. there. Yeah. Not, exactly. not to say Michael that you're not being responsible. You're not being responsible. <laughs> uh, and we loved you on the podcast. Yeah, you were awesome. Um, so that said, there was some great stuff that you shared and, uh, I, I really, um, I got you as a, as a person in this world as a, uh, how old are your kids? Um, 10, four and one and a half. Jesus. Yeah. It's like your life's never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> All girls too. It's, oh, it's nice. me that, and a bunch would, of estrogen. That would Perfect. be uh, No wonder you're getting in shape. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Get you got to beat them off with yeah. sticks, big, heavy ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, and, uh, in, in that journey, the, uh, so there's a couple things that I'm going to pull out. Of, yeah, for sure. Of what you shared. Yeah. And that's the whole reason for this is like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm uh, w- wanting to talk about. Not necessarily wanting to get to know you per se, but let's have something to talk about so that we can get to know each yeah, other. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of which, um, you being a lawyer, we should probably have some like documents, some disclaimers, <laughs> something about the content. I have, I have an can... agreement to play <laughs> that we do with our clients. And it's like you get to have fun, you get to contribute, and uh, you get to get out of your own way and we could do one of those, but I think that, that that's implied by the fact that we're here. So well, again, can we do it uh, he, verbally? verbally? He's, yeah, absolutely. And he's already listened to the podcast, so he knows exactly what he's getting himself into. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Out of curiosity, do you guys do a release? No. Like, it's just like, what? now I feel I like mean, we should do a, I mean, what? a release. I was ha- like, your guests have, don't have rights over the, yeah, yeah I was that, half that joking, makes... but also kind of serious when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Well, um, all right, noted. Well, well, you know what though? What's great about this is again, uh, gritty, real and uncensored live and in the moment. I mean, this is episode 73 of the Just Life podcast. Yeah. So we're like learning as we go here Yeah. No. and sure. we're developing and you came on a great day cause it really looks like we got our shit together here. It does. And, uh, it's a great, I was it, not expecting th- three cameras. This yeah. feels like, um, uh, like press yeah, Level. like a podium. Look like, how dope yeah. that is. He has one position so that it actually records Keith as well. So Keith's like, what? You better look good the whole time, man. No no picking your nose over there. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's anyway, awesome. Anyway, so sorry. We, Tangent, uh, um, we love our tangents. So there's a couple things that I want to talk about. Yeah. You, uh, you touched on a little bit about uh, your journey as a man, your relationship with your father, yeah. this... Uh, uh, this trickle down effect that that now comes with uh, your whether you are present to it or not this um, relationship to male authority and uh, this is a, uh, a, a this is so important a conversation to have about and it's everywhere and not enough of it because there's not a there's still so many people that aren't hearing it well it's so it's so surface level. It is still, still surface level, surface by, level. By, by nature of yeah. the, the fundamental problem at its core, and that is that uh, us men have our shit together, right? Like, there's nothing well, you wrong must. here. Yeah, you we're, must. We're not allowed to not have our shit together. For sure, yeah. So you, you touched on about your, your relationship with your dad. Uh, dare I say, 
Um, we are all men here who have likely experienced the exact same thing. And I'd love to pull that apart a little bit. Share with me a little bit about your childhood and where you've come from, because you're not Canadian. Well, I am now. I mean, you are now. Yeah, I get <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But that's not. And and are we all? Any he's of like us you, really he's Canadian? Like you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> There's no censorship here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you've come from somewhere else. Yeah, so um, I was born in South Africa and, um, you know, it was a big change moving to Canada from South Africa. How you old know, were you? I was 11. So oh, okay. you might notice I don't have an accent. Yeah, at all. it's a bit disappointing, um, actually. I know. Trust me. I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, he shut said, up. He said he doesn't have an accent. <laughs> um, I yeah, trust me. When I first got up. here, um, you know, at that age, I was pretty insecure about things, and I was just like, I want to fit in. So, honestly, it was something that I actually tried to do, was for sure match yeah. my accent with everyone else. And I'm actually, to this day, pretty good at, like, accents, even if I'm, like, learning French or Spanish. The first thing the teacher says is, like, a lot of potential. You got the accent down pretty well, because nice. I just have the ear for it. Uh, the rest of it, maybe not so much, but, but the I accent part I can shit, do. But... Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah... After the fact, when I was, you know, in my early 20s and trying to pick up girls and, you know, at that point, I really wished I still had the accent. Just lean into that But, thing, uh, right? yeah, no. But you must be able to, like, just pull it out and... Not well. Like, yeah. you know, it's a bit like, I don't know, asking you to do probably, like, a Boston accent. You're like, I can do it, but it's not yeah. going to be good. Unless I practice it, yeah. it, it will sound like I'm trying to do a Boston accent. <laughs> Poorly, probably. <laughs> Poorly, yeah. yes. Um, if I... Uh, if I'm around other South Africans who have a strong accent for a while, I can do it more. But it's you that know, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So you've uh, you came out of South Africa as a young boy. I mean, sorry to interrupt, but like, Feel free. Um, it's a crazy place to have grown up, especially when I did. I, grow I up have there. friends. Sure. I yeah. know. Uh, I have a sense of South Africa as, as yeah. a place, and yeah, it's like crazy out there. I mean, we left shortly after the end of apartheid, and so I grew up in it. What's a what's apartheid? Apartheid is you know. Black people weren't allowed to vote, but, you know, there was completely separate, um, you know, societies and for a lot of things. Like, even, um, you know, you've heard of Soweto outside of Johannesburg, this big, yep. um, you know, kind of like a slum, something along those lines. What that actually started as was that black people weren't allowed to live in the main city of Johannesburg, but everyone needed nannies and gardeners and all those kinds of things. So they were actually, this was where they could live. It was outside of Johannesburg and they could live separately and then come in and do all the work for everyone there and then leave again. Like it's a crazy wow. system. It's, it's amazing. Dark part about that too. One, it's all dark, but um, that's actually what apartheid is what the Canadian system was based on, which is terrifying as well. You know, um, the reserves and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah they're, they're trying to yeah yeah well no <laughs> good job everybody yeah, happy, likes to pretend man like it's totally here. yeah well i mean oh, you know yeah it's adorable totally different thing which yeah. you know especially when you hear Americans. adorable like ugly little dog adorable yeah like it's it's <laughs> yeah. no really though that's why i was joking earlier when i said like hey i do like kind of you know you talk about me behind my back well that's very canadian of you because we're like so passive aggressive here we've got the world convinced that we're like these lovely wonderful nice people who hold doors and say please and thank you and actually talk to each other which is all true to and measure. there's a <clears throat> there's kind of like an you know, in my opinion, there's like an ugly monster behind that that looks like that fucker stepped on my toe. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. yeah. So that's why we have hockey. We beat people up on ice. It's weird. Yeah. Well, that's where we well, take out our. Well, aggression. actually, I mean, 
that's probably a fairly healthy way to go about it is to like <laughs> yeah. have some outlet and then go back to being nice. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. Anyway, that was a tangent too. But yeah. well, and, and to that point, we we're actually um, we're really drained in in those outlets. There isn't enough of them anymore. Yeah, oh, for and sure. and now we are even more pent up. And now it doesn't look like passive aggression. It is driving a van through crowded yeah. streets no. in a city. Yeah, for sure. Which it's snapping. Yeah. yeah, it's it's starting to break. Um, so, yeah. so a pretty. Uh, I'm sure you got plenty of stories uh, to to really uh, paint the picture of, of living where you lived. You you moved here. You started fresh. Where where did you land in uh, Canada? Uh, my parents actually did something very neat when we got here. Actually, which was because Canada is. I don't know if you're aware. It's a very big place. What? Um, <laughs> It's a lot like of people a, from like to Airdrie, no? outside of Canada are very unfamiliar with that. But what my parents did was we actually flew to Toronto and we were eventually going to live in Vancouver and we, we took the train um, and oh, that's amazing. got a chance to actually see how big the country is. Yeah. But also we stopped in like Edmonton and Winnipeg, all the, all the tourist hotspots oh, and yeah. uh, totally. stayed in each place yeah. for a few days in each time. So it wasn't like, you know, a seven day train trip or anything like that. But at the same time, got a a bit of a sense of some cities in Canada, what the whole country's like, how insanely big it is, that kind of thing, which was pretty cool. And do That's you remember amazing. what time of year you came? I think it was summertime because it was, uh, one of the stops was in Jasper and, um, we went, climbed up one of the, I think there was a gondola or something up to the top of one of these mountains. And, uh, there was the first time we saw snow, but it wasn't really snow. It was like the icy slush stuff yeah. that's left over. It's dirty. And we were still just like, this is the best ever. <laughs> oh my God. Rolling around in <laughs> yeah. it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's so cool. Uh, that is, most Canadians don't, don't get to really appreciate, um, how diverse and rich and yeah. um, and expansive this country is. Yeah, we don't go to Miami and go, oh my God, sand! Like, yeah. you know, it's not the same. No, right? no. But it's I mean, also, most Canadians don't even experience most of Canada. Like, no. to be honest, That's true. I figured I'd go all over Canada as well, and I still haven't gone to the East Coast anywhere. Um, I totally intend to, but I've done a lot of travels elsewhere, and I just, yeah. you know. Well, it really is like, uh, I was talking about this yesterday, like my dad lives in New Brunswick and it, it, literally I can take my whole family to Mexico for an all-inclusive for cheaper than I can get them yeah. to New Brunswick I mean, to visit my dad. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in, within the same country. It's madness. Almost by design, mm. dare I say. Mm. Anyway, that's a whole other I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your relationship with your father. Yes. Um, okay. Wow. Wow. This is, we said all that to get couch. here. Um, yeah, well, I guess... Um, <clears throat> what did he say? I missed The that. psychologist couch. Yeah, totally. Let's talk about, about your, your relationship yeah. with your father. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to circle back to that. Um, well, yeah, so, I mean, from what I've heard, when my dad was younger, he was pretty easygoing and whatever, but I think he had difficulty expressing, you know, setting boundaries on things, and so, as a result... Um, you know, he never got to the point where he, uh, had healthy boundaries with people at work with, even with family, anything like that. And then it would come out as like anger and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously, I, we've all flown off the handle at times. And then after the fact, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I just, yeah, totally. Right? Getting that what you do brain. after, I mean, that is the difference maker. Yeah. Well, I mean, although if you've been around someone who's, and like, you know, I, I, there's people who have much worse stories or anything like that. So this isn't like a sob story, but like, you know, um, when, when you're, when you find that you've just gotten really angry at someone and yelled or whatever it is. And after the fact you're thinking about it and you apologize, 
in the back of my head, sometimes I'll be like, is this just that cycle of when someone's like an asshole and then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And then like, completely do the same thing again. You know what I mean? Um, Most likely. Yeah. I mean, we we will all get pissed off and whatever again is like, if you're learning from it, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, you, you don't punch somebody, say I'm sorry, and then punch them again. <laughs> yeah. That, that definitely negates the, yeah. the apology. Dude, that, that would be really twisted, wouldn't it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you just, yeah, that's probably, yeah, that's dude. the image that, I got in my head. The visual yeah. is Wow. Anyway, provocative. But no, and, and so, you know, um, that was a big part of the, the difficulty growing up with my dad. Like, he, uh, you know, would be happy-go-lucky and happy with whatever, and then just like, angry, yelling, all that kind of stuff. Like, um, he struggled a lot when we moved to Canada as well, because he went from a society where, you know, the man's in charge, that kind of thing, you know, um, like my mom is incredibly intelligent. Um, she, uh, they were in Rhodesia before they moved to South Africa. And, um, even there, like generally the only thing that anyone did was, um, if you were a female and you went to university, you could become a teacher or what like a librarian something along those lines right or a nurse or something like that those are your options and she got a a full degree in math she uh from london which was actually london university had a campus there and um you know so she was very very intelligent a lot of her skills translated she was a computer programmer in south africa and things like that so my dad though had a um no he didn't have a degree at all he uh did instrumentation work for the air force uh, in Rhodesia and then in South Africa, he did a lot of work on, you know, things like hospital equipment and things like that. But then came to Canada, all the stuff he'd been working on was insanely out of date in Canada and there was just nothing really for him to do. Right. And so Hmm. that he was not, he came from a background where it was really hard to transition to the point of being like, yeah, I'll just be like a stay at home dad or something like that. Like that's not an option. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, his identity was really wrapped inside of what he did. Or, yeah. or had done and, and what he's now not doing. Yeah. You know, and also, funny thing, my dad always had this sort of idea of, um, more so for the U.S. than Canada, but um, the idea that this was sort of, he just had to get over here and everything would be great. The American dream, that kind of thing. Definitely less the Canadian dream. Yeah, exactly. And then it really wasn't, right? Yeah. It was in it a was lot of ways and for dirty. us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's stuff that he loved about it for sure, but I think, you know, the fact that he couldn't, be a success here when it was like the promised land of all that kind of stuff that really ate at him right for sure wow and uh i would i would imagine that uh that really impacted influenced how he showed up his temper potentially yeah. a little bit shorter I mean, yeah i'm making it sound like he was this horrifically violent person but that wasn't the case no, but at I, the I same time so. there's you know there's levels of like emotional violence and things like that where yeah, someone yeah. can be you know you say the, yeah. the, that little thing that digs deeper than a knife. For and sure. You don't yeah. even realize it because your your rational mind's not in control in the yeah. moment. And, yeah, but you don't sure. you don't know it, and so it is yeah. what it is, yeah. right? Well, and when I was a teenager, it was really like you know, I, frequently it was just like I'm gonna punch your face in yeah, right now, because yeah, yeah. when you're a teenager boy and you're like dealing with someone who can't. Um, you know, try to relate to you on your level rather than it's my way or the highway, like no matter what, which I'm sure we can all relate to, like parents are like that anyways. But like combined with irrationality and like anger, it's just like, I'm going to fucking tune you up right now, that kind of thing, right? It doesn't, uh, you know, never goss that or anything like that, but I certainly wanted to. (laughs) Well, it it reminds me of the relationship that I have with my dad 
Um, so grew up, you may or may not know, in a, in a pretty structured environment, highly religious, lots of expectations. And um, the, the, the underlying uh, rule, the understated, never really said, but like expected was you do as I say. Yeah. So there was always this succeed whatever I feel, um, I whatever choice is for me is actually not my choice unless I get permission to to do that thing. Right. And so that's now pulled, and I, I noticed it, um, have noticed it along my journey of, of running my own businesses and being with quote unquote successful people, and now succeeding all control over to them because they know better mm. and not, and no longer having any voice uh, feeling like I have any control and, and I'm, I'm, I'm at uh, their, their uh, whim of, uh, of direction and not because they're the ones who, who suggested it, but, but because I gave it to them. Yeah. There's this subconscious as little boys, well, our, our dad knows best yeah. Right. And if there if that's not met with a level of, of compassionate, empathetic conversation, like you get to create with this little boy something. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that at at 30 years old, at 40 years old with the, the others who are older, but really should not be in the uh, in the chair that's steering the boat. They, For sure. they actually should be the ones taking some lessons. <laughs> And I think that's the, the, the beauty of where we're at now is um, I get to learn from my boy. And there are times where I learn from my dad uh, and I'm reminded of what not to do. Flare For up, sure. temper, fuck, shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Got to clean that up. Yeah. But not clean it up is like, I'm sorry, I'm going to punch you again later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry and, and here's why I'm sorry and here's how I'm going to improve it. And now... He's got something that that he's actually taken away yeah. as like a, a thing to do. Yeah, it's, it can actually be a net positive as opposed to yeah, like, totally. Yeah, because sure. we're gonna fuck up. Yeah, we're all people. Like you can't this idea of like the you know perfect parenting or whatever it doesn't exist, right? Like yeah, you know. To to that point, something that can be detrimental to your kids is constantly, you know. <laughs> giving them an answer even though you don't know the answer the feeling that you should give an answer (laughs) yeah i don't know about you guys but like i think in their era part of that too was like especially particularly with men but back you know 20 30 years ago the the let's i'm not pointing out any generation here particularly but let's just say for example they call them the boomers um (laughs) you know you ask a question it goes back to that whole insecurity thing right you ask your dad a question and they just give you some bogus fucking answer, yeah. right? And then you all you, you grow up thinking that they constantly know the answer, and then one day you discover like, oh, they don't really know shit. What does that mean about me? At least that was kind of partially my experience growing mm-hmm. up, right? And mm-hmm. realize like, oh, they actually don't have their shit together at all. I found that the other side to that is you either deal with you end up thinking in sort of a, a dichotomy of how things can work. So it's either on one side. I'm just going to listen to whatever you say and just believe it outright. Or I have to throw it all out and not believe it at all and yeah, just make up my extremes. own mind. Whereas really what it should be is yeah. let's have a conversation about it. You know some stuff and let's sort of work it together. But if you're either in a I'm just going to follow you blindly or I have to figure it out all on myself, yeah. that's a 
tough thing to try and deal with. Hundred yeah. percent. Have yeah. you have you had those types of conversations with your dad yet? My dad has passed away. Oh, so, okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's... <laughs> we probably should have put that in a, a bio question. Bi- <laughs> no, put, no, no, no. Foot uh, in mouth. No, yeah, that's... no, no, no. Uh, don't. Um, you know what? Uh, my dad passed away in I don't know what four or five years ago, and. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. Like, we never actually had, like, a, let's sort this all out and we're on the same page. I tried right. a few times, but it was kind of, he wasn't at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, hard. you can go to someone, but they have to come to you as well for you to sort of fix things or to have any kind of thing. So it kind of ended up, that's what <laughs> it was. You know? I go 90, you go 10, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, I'll... everyone thinks they go 90, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Well, my 90 is actually your 60. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh... Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Well, and and this is perfect because you you actually then go into uh, to talk about your this how this transitioned into you being a business owner and a father and this uh, this inherent involuntary guilt that tends to show up uh, questioning yourself around whether you're doing the right things. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's that's tough. And I think. I think most people would deal with it. I don't think I'm isolated in that. I think... Um, oh, no, I got my at, shit figured out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. You got the podcast. You yeah, know, man. You, I, now you're yeah. set. Um, <laughs> you're on episode 73, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, yeah, you should yeah, have totally. figured out. I now. got all of this figured yeah. out. I haven't done anything with it, but I got <laughs> yeah. to figure it out. Um, no, and so, I mean, as a parent, it's tough because I don't feel like I have that idea of what it's like to be the dad that I want to be. And so... It's tricky to decide what, whether you're. What being is the idea of the dad that you want to be? Well, I mean, <laughs> that's that's a difficult one to unwrap because I think um, sometimes it's a reactionary thing where you're like, "Am I actually trying to be who I think is a great parent, or am I just being like, well, my dad did that, I'm gonna do the opposite of that?" You know what I mean? Right. In spite and of. So or... that's just as bad as being following in someone else's footsteps, uh, right? Yeah, I think directly. I think when you have that conversation going on, though, you have you actually have. Like awareness, such that you have a little bit more, you know. Well, there's a no to another prong in the, right? in the road, right? You can go in a different direction. It wasn't yeah. there before. Yeah, you're being aware of it. Is all that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, that's also similarly like with parenting in general. Um, I feel like, you know, in the same day, you can be simultaneously thinking like, oh, I'm like not paying enough attention to my kids, and then later on be like, well, they're not doing their own thing enough, whatever. And it's like, you know. The, yeah. I, I think this was in my thing. We were talking about sort of like, it's kind of like a tightrope nowadays where you're like, the expectation is so insanely high. Whereas for our parents, it was like, did you kill the kid? No? Well done. You're a great parent. A hundred percent. So yeah, the expectations, like my kids are all, I'm like, oh, so what do you guys want to do today? They're like, oh, can we go to Edmonton? Like, what? <laughs> like, can we go to West Edmonton Mall or something? You know, they'll pull out things that you as a kid would never have thought of to even ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're serious. Like, hey, can we, like, go to Edmonton for a couple days or something? Or, like, maybe they're like... And then what What shows up for you right there in that moment? Oh, dude. Because, um, dare I say, I, I've experienced the exact same thing. Yeah, no. What Specifically sh- with West what Edmonton Mall. What the fuck? You think money <laughs> yeah. grows on trees? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're yeah. constantly having... Well, the, here's the... I think there's a lot of difference there, too. Like, our parents probably would actually do that. What the fuck are you talking about? Do you think you know how expensive that is? Money grow out, right? Whereas me, I wouldn't actually say that. I might be thinking that, but I'm going like, okay, well, I don't want to damage my kids. 
I don't want, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to prevent them from asking again that. And I don't want them to think that they're, they don't get things or that we can't provide for them. Like there's a million things that goes on. So depending on the circumstance of the situation, like I might start feeling insecure. Then I got to like have a conversation with my wife or get coached or something so that I can go (laughs) and have a conversation with my kids and not be reactionary. Cause I've seen, I've seen that myself where I've, I've definitely, you know, we've had conversations. I've done damage. I've fucking flown off the handle in my house or with my kids or they've seen me like smash things or whatever. Like, it's not like that hasn't happened. Right. And then, but the difference is, I think is, you know, at least from my perspective, being willing and able to go and have a conversation with them that looks like, Hey, by the way, like that's not okay. And that's not a good representation of who dad is and who I want to be. And by the way, I'm a human being. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm going to, do you actually think you've done damage though? You said that, but I don't think you've done damage. I don't think I've done damage if you per- put not, it out not yet, anyways. yeah, particularly it's, because of the the course correction, right? Yeah, like, t- right. Because you know you can, you know, slam the chair on the deck, for example, and fucking the kids see you losing your shit in your underwear on the back deck. On, 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 <laughs> that on, actually happened on a on a on a Wednesday morning, and uh, <laughs> and and then and then you can go some down, say he might have turned green. Then you can <laughs> then you can come in the house and slam the door, and then you can fucking. Tell everyone in the house that they're a piece of shit, and then you can go and crack a bottle of booze. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, obviously, because the whole time though, it's now because it's you're feeling yeah. worse and worse and worse about what a piece of shit you are, and so you're trying to either escape it, or in the, where the power comes in is when you fucking deal with it. Yeah, right. When you have, go and like have a conversation and get vulnerable. Yeah, where you, you actually go spiraling down in the hopelessness of it. Right. It's it's double double sided too because it, a part of it feels good. Oh, you oh, know. Well, Did I say that to you? No. That's exactly what I said to you. I was like, man, minus like the punch so and no, 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 like, like hurting your hand. No. But uh, you know, the, a part of you is like, oh yeah. That's yeah. Why, that's why it's hard to like. <laughs> well, like, um, that's oh, awesome. sorry. Here's the here's the interesting thing about that, and I've been doing a a, a lot of uh, research over the the course of the last couple months. Um, I'm working to put a, a men's retreat together called Superpower Camp, and it is uh, as I explore and, and look and see uh, that it it confirms my assumptions about what's missing mm. for us men, and it's really interesting. Like when I talk about this stuff, right away, it is oh, you better be careful because you might attract the the wrong. Um, the, the, the wrong opinions of what you're trying to do, i.e., you know, men are actually superior to women and we do not agree with uh, this feminist movement. Like everybody goes yeah, there almost yeah, right totally, away, right? Yeah. It has nothing to do it with that. It has nothing to do with that. Nothing it actually has it. everything to do with um, we are, uh, we have suppressed ourselves. Mm. Women are, are suppressing themselves in their own way. And I'm not a woman, so I can't talk to that. But what I can talk to is my experience as a man. Uh, my experience being around men, uh, your experience uh, as a man, and, yeah. and being in and, and at times our inability to be around men who are a bit more quote unquote alpha, and we just don't know what to do with it or whatever the case may yeah, be. For sure. We lack this um, this outlet to to release what needs to be released because we are uh, we are wired that way. Um, as as people who are uh, as as humans who are driving with testosterone, it needs to be channeled somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, women don't have that to the degree that we do, but we're expected to manage it like women do, right? Like as a as a super 
if I were to collapse it all together, that's kind of how it goes. Like, oh yeah, but you can't do that because that's wrong. We need the outlet and we do not have the outlets anymore. And so what happens? We fly off the handle Yeah, and it feels good. Or, yeah. or but you shouldn't feel good about it is the immediate thing that happens. Yeah. And that is also not true. Yeah. But, well, and going back like just a little bit on what you were saying, like you were saying that um, this is almost seen as like a pro-men, anti-women yeah. thing. But, you know, nothing could be, I mean, from a guy's perspective, I feel like there's few things that you can do that actually helps support like the feminist movement than having... A bunch of guys who are actually have that relief, have that outlet, so yeah. that they're not assholes and they're not like, and that they're aware know. of the balance between mm-hmm. exactly um, doing, knowing that they have the power to do something to hurt somebody, um, and and understanding what what each of our boundaries and barriers are that need to be in place to manage that, so mm-hmm. that we are creating a safe environment for our children and for our, our women and. Yeah. I mean, it's that perspective. We're yeah. not going around knocking people's heads around. This is uh, this is something we've been talking about for a while. Like I was going through my own, uh, and at the end of 2018, you know, for about six months there, I was like getting, I just couldn't deal with my shit. Like I was angry, and I was dealing with a lot of different stuff. And a lot of times it would show up as like depression or weakness or that kind of thing. Because to, you know, I'd even show up on the podcast, and I was saying to David, like, dude, I need to fucking. This sounds really bad. Like, I need to kill something. I need to fucking... Ex- I need to be able to, like... Gah, I Me- got all Metaphorically. This- yeah, metaphorically. But yeah. I got, I've got this, like, um, insane amount of energy brewing up inside of me. And it's and, got nowhere to go. Yeah, and I've got this connection to, like... I don't know what it was like, but, like, hundreds of years ago, like, we would be doing this, having a powwow, and then we would go and, like, kill something. Or we would, like, be aggressive. We would go and... You know what I mean? And that was part, that's part of our makeup. So I felt like so uh, contained. Yes. Right. And had all this stuff that was going on in my, in my brain and and whatnot, and just felt like I had no outlet. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So well, and most men don't have that outlet. Yeah. Including a conversation, a space where they can get together as a man and be like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Because it it actually can't be just about killing things either. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> we, we know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. It uh, it leaves a void. Not that I've. Well, actually, that's not true. I, I have killed things. When my dad was a hunter growing up, and I, I experienced that, and I I get no, the I think necessity what, of it. I think what you're pointing to is is it can't all just be extreme aggressive, and then okay, I'm back exactly. in the office. Yeah. No, there's got to be like a level of, like I said, a conversation. Uh, yeah ways to express yourself other than just pretending like you got your shit together all the time. Uh, and I, I think also to think of it in terms of like a range as opposed to like aggressive society. That's what I'm you know, saying. Two yeah. separate things. It's, yeah. it's incremental actually. And there's yeah. such a nuance to it. And there's such a inside of the nuance of what we can do. Yeah. The, the options for us that are available to us to be able to express ourselves, to be able to feel like we've successfully released that tension. It, it isn't just one or two things. We, are, we, we have so much available to us to be able to do that. It's just most of us don't realize that it's available. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we do tend to, as human beings, go to the extremes. Like, oh, well, I guess I, I, I just got to do this thing. Well, you haven't, you need to spend more time thinking about what you could do. 
Yeah. Because yeah. there's more out there. Yeah, and there's practices. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like, there's like this whole polar swing. You know what? I'm going to sell my business. I'm going to close the doors. Totally. I'm going to sell all my shit. I'm going to move to fucking <laughs> yeah. small town New Brunswick. And I'm, you know? Like yeah. That. And then six months after that, you'd be like, <laughs> I need to go do something. I'm so going like, crazy. What am I yeah. doing? Yeah. 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 It's striking that balance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, back to what you were talking about with the uh, sort of authority figures and things like that. Yeah. That is tough because I think it is, it's built in that idea of either, uh, back to that idea of either sort of following someone blindly. So like in terms of, especially jobs I've been in and things like that, I think that's why I'm an entrepreneur now because it was either I have to follow what you're doing an event like, you know, to the letter and that's incredibly frustrating at least to me, uh, or I have to like reject it outright and just do my own thing, which is what I'm doing now, which is fine. <laughs> but I struggle with uh, working with someone in that capacity, particularly when they're maybe like senior to me or have more experience. Yep. It's it's hard. I don't. I'm terrible at asking for advice. Um, I, I guess in theory I should be saying I'm I'm not yet good at asking for advice. But yeah, it's it's something that I I do poorly with. Like um, I have a business coach and he's. He'll be like, "Yeah, you, I'm available to you anytime something comes up. Let me know." Like everyone no, else got, calls got me this. all the time, and it doesn't even occur to me to even ask. Like, right, right. it's like this is a problem. I'm gonna solve it. It doesn't even, you know. Yeah, yeah I yeah, I got so, that. So I have a question around yeah. that. What kind of uh, what kind of uh, structure do you have in place to? to be able to reflect on where you were at in that moment or to be able to, to like, do you spend the time to look at how the day went in order for you to contextualize where support might, might be warranted? Hmm. Um, I don't think I have a good system for that at all. <laughs> I think I just That's so deal weird. with it as it comes up. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, some on occasion, but for the most part, yeah, it's very much like, okay, got that done, on to the next thing. Right. Yeah. Which is probably why I'm still in the same situation. Right. In that regard. Well, yeah. and, and that is so, uh, by nature of the work that we've been exploring for, for a while, when I don't do my check in mm. and I don't get connected to how the day went and why I why I did what I did or why that, that success was there and, and what, what got up to that point to have that be there or what that frustration or that conflict. Yeah. Uh, there is never any space for, for me to true it up. Yeah. And so there is actually, in your case, there is never the awareness of this is a conversation that I should have with my coach. Yeah, for because sure. to your point, it's one thing after the next, after the next. There's no, there's no time. It's it's all been filled up with all the other stuff. And when you look at your day at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, I guess it went all right. And, <laughs> yeah. And then I will. Or, or what a shitty day. Or what a shitty day. And yeah. then I will check out. I gotta relax. Those are air quotes, by the way. Yeah. I keep forgetting that this is an audio. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it's rinse and repeat potentially the next day. Yeah, wondering I mean, why we're we're not. I feel like I'm not going anywhere, mm. or it's not very fulfilling, or whatever the case. For sure, I think I'm much better at it. Like I'm good at doing that at home with the kids and all that kind of stuff because I'm good at having conversations about stuff. But I think I have this mindset about work where I'm like, okay, we got this stuff done. There's another task. There's another thing. There's no, you know, I'll 
socialize with uh, my you know employee and things like that but at the same time and with my clients but it's it's not um i don't do a ton of like let's really think about how that went and have a long mm. in-depth discussion about that because i mostly i'm just like i'm too busy i don't have time for that yeah, right. which is an easy thing to do when yeah it's an easy thing to say and it has a big impact yeah and you you seem like the type of guy who isn't satisfied with the mediocrity that tends to be everywhere. Yeah. So that's something you get to look at. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's funny that it's something that I wouldn't do at home, but uh, when it's work, it's somehow a different yeah, scenario. Yeah, totally. You know? Well, then yeah. to your point of the dichotomy, the extremes that we go, yeah, no, this is a work thing. And no, 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 this is a, this is a whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Like as if one doesn't impact the other. Right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, actually so a, a living yeah. thing. Yeah. And yeah. and the sooner we realize that it is all one thing, yeah. the uh, the more the more power we have around it, the more options are available to us, and the more we feel like we can actually do something about it. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not as siloed as we we tend to create it. Fuck, we're good at making silos. <laughs> so good. Oh, it's so easy because it's like without trying anything, it's like you naturally silo, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just, oh, I can turn that off and then just not have to worry about it? Cool. That's great. And yeah. then we'll just pick it up again in the morning and just yeah, go man. for it. Yeah. Yeah. TGIF, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, oh, for sure. Yeah. That whole, like, yeah, the weekend thing. Just be like, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll just I mean, sh- shut it off until Monday morning and not worry about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I want to spend a little bit of time before we uh, <laughs> we start to wind down and talk about another really cool thing that you brought to the table and that is around celebrating our wins mm, yeah and uh and the fact that you are quote terrible at it <laughs> <laughs> yes uh so tell me a little bit about what that what that is for you in, in your world just kind of create some context for people yeah i mean i so uh for example when i came in here i don't know if that ends up on the, the finished cut or not but Vern was saying i'm a uh Shadow of my former self, something along those lines. Yeah, maybe I <laughs> lost a little bit of weight. Maybe I didn't use the right uh, ter- terminology. <laughs> yeah. But it, but isn't I think what you're about to point to is like what the brain does with what was said or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> but uh, you know, so like for example, with that, where it's like, yeah, I've lost a bit of weight. That's great. It should be something that you're happy with, and you know. But like, I'm almost uncomfortable hearing that because I'm like, well, you know, I've made lost like 20 pounds, which is not nothing. But I'm like, yeah, I kind of need to lose another 20. And that's the only thing I can think about. So when 100%. I hear that, all I can, all I hear in the back of my head is, "Well, you're not fucking there yet. Like, why? Yeah, totally. Settle down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm uncomfortable being like the center of attention on something that I feel like I'm miles away from where I need to be. But it's, and so similarly with things like in my business, we've been growing like crazy, all that kind of stuff. But as soon as we get close to, you know, wow, we really killed it this year. I'll be like, yeah, good job. Really, though, we should be at, you know. Set the bar higher. But don't forget, yeah. we were supposed to do this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or, or, or really? e- even if you exceed expectations, it's like, yeah, but we're not here, though. Yeah, totally. But those guys are doing that. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, this has been me, like, the whole time. Like, I remember graduating high school and going to the, the high school graduation. And I was like, well, what was I going to do? Not graduate high school? And then, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a possibility. We're, we're celebrating graduating high school? Yeah. Really? <laughs> uh, well, and now I'm, like, going to my kid's kindergarten graduation. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, this is great. Yeah, um, so proud of you. Yeah. Uh, which is funny. Um, and, you know, same thing, honestly, 
graduating undergrad, graduating law school, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, I got... I mean, you have to graduate law school to become a lawyer. Exactly. You know? <laughs> like, there we are. That's yeah. table stakes in the game, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, I look at that and go like, oh, my word. Like, I just can't even imagine. That's How incredible. many years were you in school? Oh, my God. I was in school so much. I spent forever exploring a bunch Forever's of different options. A long time. Uh, yeah. Forever. Well, I think I, I think I did about seven years in my undergrad because I tried a bunch of different things and didn't know what I wanted to do. And then after that, took some time, decided that I wanted to um, become a lawyer, but I had never actually focused on my grades. <laughs> so I had to go back for two more years before I could even go to law school. <laughs> nice. to get Were my you partying up. or what? Uh, honestly, just didn't. Once something I realized it didn't interest me, I was like, eh, whatever. Right. I'll just try and skate by and just barely pass because I don't really have any other plans. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um, and uh, so, anyways, went back and it was a remarkable how well I could do if I really put the effort in. Um, and then, and then <laughs> I, think, I did. I think everyone could air like yeah. take a note of that. Just saying. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I was like, oh, this is actually so easy. Like, like wow. comparatively, like, well, you do all the reading ahead of time. It was like. There's like 5% of the class is actually doing all the reading ahead of time. Yeah. And you don't realize it when you're in your own head about how you totally. don't know anything about what's going on. Right. But it's really apparent when you actually do the work ahead of time that no one else does. Yeah, wow. There's a quote that, that when you come down the stairs, which sometimes is just noise. Yeah. Like I'll just run through it. But I happened to pay attention to it today. For some reason, yeah. I, I decided to pay attention to it today. And it says, uh, uh, what does it say? Um, preparation uh, mixed with opportunity is what equals success. Mm, so yeah. we are all given these opportunities. And if we spend even a fraction of the time obsessing over what we haven't done yet or where we haven't been mm. yet in focusing on what needs to be done in the moment, it is impossible to not succeed. Yeah. You, 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 you are never going to stay where you were. Because those actions invariably yeah. move you forward. It's math, man. When you, you change the formula, you're going to get a different outcome. It's totally that simple, yeah. right? And and it's a testament to it, right? You, you when you when you got clear, and you decided to, to take the action to do the thing, go figure. You got the degree, and it, it yeah. speaks volumes, though. To your point, you could tell, like, oh, like let's just say five percent of the people did the reading, did the work. Like, yeah. isn't that a metaphor for life? We're so oh, worried yeah, about so like, our successes and how well we're going to do, and it's like, wow. Straight up, most people don't really put in that much effort at life. No, we do And it's not like it's a comparison game, but the point to that is if you are if you put in the effort toward the thing that it is you want to accomplish, the likelihood is you're going to land on it or somewhere damn close, mm -hmm. right? So so speaking of which, like, is there a way, do you know how many people like would have entered that class that you were in? And do, do most people actually get through it when they decide to Law do school, it? Law school? Yeah. Yeah. It's, unless you drop out because you hate it or something like that. Right. It's one of those things where, I mean, and that sort of speaks to that whole thing of like, it's not that great of a thing to have done because um, getting into law school is really hard, in Canada at least. Well, yeah. um, graduating once you're in is actually, you know, it's 95% or something like that, aside right. from people who just drop out because they decide it's not for them. But, right. Um, uh, yeah, well, be probably because they, we all need more lawyers in this world. <laughs> well, but it speaks volumes though to be able to get in because it's not like totally. everyone's applying. And, well, and, you know, and that is, not. so the people that come in because they're, I'm, I'm assuming because the, it's a bit harder to get in while well, we've just called the herd. We, Significantly, yeah. I, I know, okay. right? What a metaphor. Um, no, no, no. You're, you're out denied. Yeah. 
Yeah. But but that is is now your guarantee more guaranteed to have the the ninety five percent output at the end because sure. everybody's yeah. ready and and everybody you hope is is clear what the expectations are and we'll we'll do what needs to be done right yeah well no um, law school is interesting though because you get a lot of people who do it and I was actually kind of in that realm just because they're like well I have a degree. I probably am pretty smart and I'm good at school, but I have like an English degree or a philosophy degree or something like that. They're like, I can either work at Starbucks or I can go and be a lawyer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The like, options are yeah, endless. or or you can maybe be a prof at a university, and that's probably about it. In terms, you know, I mean, there are other options. Obviously, you can work in copyright and things like that. But in things that your degree actually like lends itself to, there's not a lot of options. So you get a lot of people who are just sort of do it as a Okay, well, if I want to be successful at something, it's, I'm out of other ideas. This is a default. It's an easy thing to do. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's not easy, but, you know. Speaking of, uh, of you know, your practice and whatnot, um, one of the things that immediately attracted me to you was mm -hmm. that you were so um, youthful, like myself. <laughs> you know, no, but really, though, it's funny because in my industry... We always joke and say, like, when you go to a conference, it's like gray hair, white hair, and no hair. Oh, like yeah, a yeah. sea of just elderly people. <laughs> yeah. And I just look like a sore thumb in, in the middle of the room, even though I'm starting to catch up with the gray. But, yeah, you're, you're going uh, in on the, on the side. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so so uh, you and I have talked about this in private, but talk a little bit about, like, why did, a, a you know, at the time, probably like a 30-year-old guy, like, why did you decide to commit to wills and estates? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, but yeah. I, I, I do wills and estates exclusively. So lots of people think that it's a, I get a, frequently asked, like, is, you know, are, are all your meetings all filled with, like, tears and all that kind of thing? And uh, You're so morbid, eh? Yeah, it, I mean, it can be. It can. It's not really, like... I don't know if you want to. Yeah, no, happy go, to speak go to it. Okay. by all means. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so Vern and his wife came in, and they're clients of mine. And you know, I don't know your experience dealing with it. We were it wasn't morbid at all. We were laughing the whole time. Uh, you know, it's not that we didn't take it seriously, but no, like this is the kind of conversation I have with my clients. It's like everyone thinks that dealing with like say wills and estates or life insurance or yeah. these kinds of things are like this big ugly monster, and it isn't really actually that. It's actually you you going through the process, and when it's complete, you feel relieved. It's yeah. like, oh, wow, like I dealt with that. And you get to, there was, a, it wasn't really emotional, but there are some parts to the, the process when you really want to think, particularly. You get connected to your humanity. Yeah. What's yeah, going to happen sure. to my kids? That's like the main thing that you get. You're like, oh, like, and then you start thinking about like, what would their life actually be like? Oh, and then there's certain questions you answer and conversations you now get to have with family members about like what the plan actually is. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a an uncomfortable process. and it, it's liberating. It's so I did that work as well. I, I did that with Vern, um, and um, and my lawyer. Mm -hmm. And man, does it ever get you connected to the fact that you are not immortal? Yeah, that there is an inevitable end date. And while I never thought I would hit forty, I didn't think that number existed. <laughs> Here I am at year forty in my life, yeah. and and getting present to, holy shit, it's a real thing. Time goes consistently, guaranteed, without fail, yeah. and, uh, and and you just get closer to that future. That is just yeah. a matter of fact. So so what was the thing, do you think, was that there like drew a, me to it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> circling back to my dad, <laughs> and we knew it was all going to come full nice. circle. Yeah, anyways. Isn't, isn't um, interesting? Yeah. Uh, so he and my mom were separated. 
and he was in Vancouver. He passed away. This was while I was just kind of finishing. No, I just finished law school. I was doing articling, and uh, uh, he passed away without a will, without anything. He was a pack rat. He like basically just left the biggest mess you can imagine, and it was so much work. Um, dealing with everything was a total disaster. We didn't even are, know what he had in his accounts. Are you an only child? No, oh. two other siblings as well. You're, but I was the you know, you were dad. I was the lawyer, so I was like, yeah, yeah like this guy taking care of this. Yeah. My brother's dealing with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it, it was the biggest thing. It wasn't the amount of work that we had to do. It was the the lasting emotion that I had about yeah. the whole thing was yeah. like. What a fucking mess I had to clean up. That was the, the last thing you left right. for me. It was almost like a final fuck you a little bit. Not not <laughs> really, but it was like, like you know, can, my feeling about it was like, are but you kidding me right now? Totally. You know? Think about that though, right? This is perfect. Like, isn't that really kind of, if, if you're being really raw about it, isn't that kind of what it's like if you don't take that responsibility? It's, it's kind of like it can be, someone's sure, got to yeah. deal with you're, all that shit. Yeah. It's, right? Yeah. And, and honestly, like, yeah, it, that was a big thing for me was being like, okay, for me personally, that's the last thing I want to have my kids thinking about if they ever have to deal with that for me. Like, for sure. Let's, 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 like, and I see it on the other side, on the estate side, where if there's a plan in place and things are clear and it's just like you fo- you're following instructions, yeah. it's almost like there's a, there's a relief that people have where they feel like, okay, you know what, um, even though this thing, terrible things happened, this person's passed away, they, they sort of planned for this. They were, it gives them a sense of comfort that there's a roadmap that they've, someone else has laid out that, you know, their, their parent or whoever it is has laid out and said, you know, things will be okay. These are the steps you follow. And it kind of really can change the trajectory about how people feel about the whole thing. Yeah. hundred percent. For sure, man. That's freaking awesome. Um, And and, and the thing that's interesting about this is, uh, you know, there's a ton of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, oh, what's that? The truths. The absolute, absolute relative. truth. Yeah, there's a lot of relative truths out there for people when it comes to things like uh, estate planning, for example. They think, oh, well, I'm young. I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Or they think, well, no, my parents, like, they don't have any money, so they don't need to worry about that. Yeah, their, that's not a thing right? to deal with. That's yeah. the thing that people don't understand that regardless, though, you're you're literally taking a human off the earth. So we need to, like, tar- talk about bank accounts and cell phone accounts and we need to worry about yeah maybe some money and property and da, da, da. like there's a lot of things to consider you oh, have a lot sure. of elements to yeah. your life right it yeah. it's not just about money it's not it's not it's actually very little about money right for sure yeah and it, it you know it, a lot of it's about having the right people being able to run things because i mean you'd always hope like how many kids do you have two two yeah so we all have more than one child yeah. and so the worst case scenario is where you can leave a bunch of money to your kids, but it's done poorly or you don't have a plan in place. And that actually ends up actively hurting their relationship, which 100%. is the last thing you'd ever want it to do. Totally. Right? Yeah. And I see it all the time because I deal with the estate side, you know, yeah. where, um, you know, families are just like at each other's throats yeah, and all that kind of get thing. Yeah, get their oh peace. Yeah. And it's, you know, well, you, because, I'd rather leave nothing to my kids than have it like make them right. get along with each other. You know, like and, and donate all the charity <laughs> instead or something. I don't know. Part of it is all that emotion and shit, right? And people are yeah. dealing with stuff, so it's like the human nature is like I don't know. For example, you want a piece of the pie, or you want to win something, or you want to be right, or you need to be validated in some way or whatever, right? Yeah. But uh, t- to your point, like a lot of times, I think you even told me this once. Like a lot of parents or people might think like, oh, the kids they love each other. You know, they'll. They'll work it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in no. the arena. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah, in the octagon. The the gladiator arena. Well, yeah. the, the worst thing I've had is someone who was just like, Well, I want these my these three kids 
to, um, I think she had like five kids, these three kids to be the executors all together. Uh, and the executor is the one who's dealing with the estate, making sure that everything's bills are paid, you know, making all the final decisions. And I was like, so normally you just want one person just to avoid fights. And I was like, do they get along? And she's like, no, but they have to get along sometime. And I was like, that oh, is not oh, the time. Sounds like the perfect time to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. So everybody, can, their... everybody gets a pistol. Yeah. yeah. And go. There's only there's only three bullets. You don't know which gun they're in. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. So if, uh, if people uh, would dare to... Uh, begin to navigate this type of work and to have that sort of clarity and um, planning in place, where can they find you? Oh, uh, I, I can do Well, we can do a plug. Uh, uh, I have a website, which is just thelastword.ca. That's the name of my business. Love that, you by the way. You can tell awesome. I'm fairly comfortable with having a chat about <laughs> the fact that we're all going to die and things like that. Um, you know, uh, why shy away from it? It's a natural fact. It's just it's absolutely. Happen, right? I, I love that you have a story, man. Like you actually went through that pain and saw, like obviously losing a parent. Yeah. Particularly, you're a relatively young guy, so I'm assuming your dad was somewhat young, youngish. But we don't need to get too down the down the rabbit hole. But yeah. the point is, is just that you actually went through that, and you're like, holy shit, this sucks. I'm yeah, gonna, and I'm going to do something about this. It's right? something that people don't yeah. place a lot of value in, or like they know they need to do it, but they're like, man, let's, yeah. It's uncomfortable and it's not urgent. Let's not do it now. You know, like right. it's, it's super easy. To totally. Do for sure. yeah. So the last word dot dot ca dot ca yeah. and then uh, any social. Uh, um, social? Yeah, I mean, look up the last word. Go on to the Facebook website or something like Go that. To the I don't website. Know. <laughs> in other words, we have social. I just don't. Know Clearly, exactly. he's got a plan in place. Yeah, yeah. obviously, it's pretty obvious. You might um, want to talk to this. Yeah, guy. yeah, exactly. The guy with all the cameras. He's your, he's your man. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, so we'll. we'll this is this will be the episode. Thank you so much for coming and playing with us and talking and talking about what most of us men yeah. would never <laughs> yeah. ever have a conversation around. And it was uh, it was good to have that type of conversation. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for having yeah. me on. It's been fun. Yeah, you yeah. bet. Yeah. Awesome. So that was episode seventy three. Again, thanks, Craig, for coming on board and, and playing the game and being willing to be poked and prodded. Uh, I love to poke and prod people, but sometimes people don't like to be poked and prodded. So thank you for uh, for humoring us basement in our basement, yeah, with sticks. So we are all on a journey, all of us. And you got to get that it is inside of appreciating the journey that we're on, and as you go through life, the things that you've learned might not actually be applied in the way that you thought it should be applied. And uh, we just get to be okay with how that goes. Uh, appreciating that we have all and will all continue to bring more to the table, more rich context, more opportunities to now apply it in unique and special ways. So be okay with where you're at understand that the inevitability to get to where you're going is uh, is only a matter of time and what you're learning will be there will be a time for it to be applied and it will work and it will make sense if you allow it to enjoy your saturday